720 WGN News Nation has had Election Day coverage live since 5. It will carry on all night. Your hosts are Chris Cuomo and Leland Vittert and a whole host of people who will be joining them throughout the night. But I really feel blessed because Chris Cuomo has jumped on the Lisa Dent Show for a few minutes. And can I just say, Chris, in the heart of the pandemic, my household consisted of a 92-year-old, an 18-year-old, and me in my 50s. And you got us through. Even that moment where your teeth were chattering to the point they were almost going to crack when you were in the basement doing COVID coverage, we were there in front of the TV, and I just wanted to start out by saying thank you. That is a very kind and generous assessment. I wish I could say I remember the period as well as you do, uh, but (laughs) I I don't. One of the gifts of long COVID. Um, But, you know, I think there is a lesson in it, which is that uh, people relate on a very human level, and... What worked about the coverage was, one, for me personally, it was very self-serving in that it gave me a reason to not focus on how sick I was, which was just shocking to me. 17 days of fever. It just didn't make sense. I didn't understand what was going on and nobody else could help me. I would talk to Tony Fauci every day, um, talk to Sanjay Gupta every day, and, you know, they just, they didn't know anything. That's scary. But... It gave me something to do. It would take me all day to be able to do TV, and I would sweat through two, three shirts during the show. But people reached out to me from all over the country and eventually all over the world because it was just a common concern. People were afraid that they were going to wind up like me, and I was pretty relatable to them. You know, I didn't have any specific infirmities or vulnerabilities that would have made me more likely to get sick. So it was like the shoot. I could be this guy. And I was happy to do that. I was happy to show people how to get through it. And I hear about it more than anything I have ever done in my 25 years. Um, People, real people, not the industry. The industry didn't like it. And I get that. Some of that is jealousy. Some of that is um, about, you know, objectivity and and not having gonzo journalism or anything that's uh, self-serving or a single purpose. Um, but regular people who I believe are the focus for News Nation, you know, News Nation refers to people in America as opposed mm-hmm. to the outlet itself, right? But they appreciated it because they were like, hey, we were worried about, just like you, you know, yeah. we, we were worried about that. Thanks for taking us through it. You made it easier. You made it less scary. And it was really helpful to me also because it made me feel like there was a purpose to all the suck, you know, which was yeah. just uh, really depressing. And now I have long covid which we like know nothing about, never talk about, and don't really research. We cover it on the show on a regular basis. But I have to tell you, I have thousands of people who communicate with me about these funky symptoms that they have that no one can help them with. So it ain't over yet. Nope, it sure isn't. On to election day coverage. I heard a voter say, I don't care if Herschel Walker performed the abortion himself, I'm voting for him. Are we at a point where the flaws of the candidate do not mean as much as whether they have a big R or a big D next to their name? You know the answer. The answer is yes. The binary toxic twosome has taken us to this place. Look, I am very open. I think we need more parties. I think you need congressional term limits. I think you need to get parties out of the primary game. I think you need ranked choice voting. I think you need a campaign at the state level, uh, not just for ranked choice voting, but to have electors apportioned in presidential races. I think we need systemic 
changes. And you're not going to get them on the constitutional or federal level. You're not going to get any cooperation because the game works for them. But when you only have two choices, you know, at the end of the day, it has to be zero sum. If it's your show versus my show, for me to win, you must lose. And that means that the more I can tear you down, the more the proposition, even if it becomes the pejorative of who is worse, I still win. And that's where we are. Herschel Walker is flawed, flawed, flawed. But he ain't no Raphael Warnock. That guy's a socialist. You know, it's who is worse. That is the proposition in that election. And that's sad. Chris Cuomo is on the Lisa Dent Show, and Lauren Lapka's in the studio. Lauren, I know you wanted to get a question in. Yeah, I have a few, actually. So you mentioned 25 years as a journalist. You've seen a lot of elections. You've covered a lot of elections. I know I personally feel like I'm walking on eggshells in this election. Do you kind of feel that? Do you feel like there's something very different about this midterm? Um, no, but I understand your feeling. <laughs> it's I, very different from my early years. I have uh, been in Thunderdome for a long time. And there is no uh, exposure to negativity that is not familiar to me. And it is fairly unique to our culture, you know, having the blessing of having traveled all over this world. Uh, We are a violent and aggressive people. Our president said the other night, there's no place for violence in our politics. There's every place for violence in our politics because it's an extension of who we are. What do we value as, you know, what's, who's a man's man? Uh, you know, big, the rock is a man's man. We watch violent sports. We like violent things. We like aggression. So the idea that that's not going to bleed into our politics is silly. It's a fundamental proposition for us. Our problem is, is that our system caters to these things and you have to be careful because our former president did many things very effectively and one of them was he made lauren the story Mm. if you criticize me it's not that you were right about how i was wrong or my shortcoming that lauren she hates me (laughs) she hates me that lauren you got to be careful about that lauren boy she's fake Mm -hmm. she's coming at me with the fake stuff and that was very clever because we are not used to having to take shots for what we ask about, we don't. That's the the origin of some say. Yeah, journalism one hundred and one. You are not the story. That's right. But by making you the story, it absolutely can influence how you cover things, mm-hmm. because you you become worried. You're a human being. They start talking to you, your your kids, you know, your partner, your family. They start coming and being like, "What's up with her, man? Why does she hate the president?" Tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris Cuomo is on the Lisa Dent Show, of course, live on News Nation since five. Complete election coverage with Leland Vittert. When you get out of your car, you'll find it on Comcast at 223, DirecTV 307, Dish 239. Chris, I know Chris Starwalt is going to be joining you as well. And yesterday he was on my show and he predicted that the Republicans will take 15 to 20 seats in the House. Is there a danger in predicting outcomes before people actually get to the polls? Well, obviously, yes. But that's the game. That's what people expect. That's what you get asked. Look, uh, in newsrooms, you know, we all have these little composites of four or five, six different screens that you're watching at the same time. It's all about maybes. It's all about maybes. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. Why? Because you're trying to create expectations. That's part of the uh, circus atmosphere of our politics. And now people will say, oh, yeah, I hate that. No, they don't. 
No, they don't. That's what they want. And if that's not what they wanted, we wouldn't be doing it. And, and people need to do, to do a little bit more work on themselves when it comes to uh, why things are problematic around them. I know politicians won't tell you this. I know people in the media won't usually tell you this. You get the media that you ask for. If it were clear that every time Lisa and Lauren talk about uh, tax policy, their numbers fly up, guess what Chris Cuomo is going to start talking about? (laughs) Tax policy. And if it weren't that what we engage in resonates, we we wouldn't do it. So it's not as simple as to blame the media. The media is an echo chamber as much as it is anything else. Steyerwalt is smart. I look forward to working with him. Uh, I like doing election coverage. I am not a big horse race guy. Uh, I don't love the game of it, but I see it very clearly. I believe that the combination of all the campaigns I witnessed uh, personally in my family life and professionally now as such an old guy in the business is it makes me like Neo in the Matrix. I just see the code. I understand why everybody is saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing. I don't know the outcomes, but I know the dynamics. And that's what I want to point out to people tonight is to kind of expose why things are happening the way they're happening. Well, you've seen it. You've seen it since you were a kid. You've been on the inside of it watching your dad get elected. Lauren, you got another question for Chris Cuomo? Yeah, I was kind of curious. Bring the smoke. (laughs) I want all the smoke. What are your thoughts on the legal battles? I think I saw already 120 lawsuits already connected to this election. Do you think anything will come of that or is it just kind of smoke and mirrors? Uh, No, no. It's a little bit of a tweener and it's a nice mechanism. But there's a plus minus on it like everything else. We don't have lawsuits currently. We have impending, right? Mm-hmm. They have to, you have to wait for the underlying uh, situation that gives you ripeness, mootness, and standing uh, for a federal suit. And there'll be state suits as well. Here's the good part. The law has standards, okay, that don't exist in our politics. You can say whatever you want to say in politics, and most of your team will go with you on it even though there's absolutely no basis to the suggestion. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work in the law the same way. But on the other side, when a lawsuit is filed, it scares people because it seems substantive, even if it is in fact not. But I'm okay with people using the process and playing the game by the rules allowed. Uh, as long as it gets through the system quickly. Unfortunately, timing matters Uh, there will be a suggestion that you and I have to defeat, which is, hey, just because this is taking time doesn't mean there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Close races require a different level of attention, right? A lot of these states uh, have runoff considerations that trigger different processes. So we have to be smart about that. It's part of our job, part of our job. Don't let that play to what Rudy Giuliani recklessly said the other night, which is, if we don't get accounted in eight hours, we got a problem. I don't know why he said that. Uh, now that's Chris Cuomo being naive. I know exactly why I said it. <laughs> because, uh, you know, there's a reason the Greeks gave us the word demagogue, somebody who plays to fear and prejudice and anger and no positive opposite to that. Human beings work off self-protection and self-interest. We work off what scares us. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, but it can be abused. He is the man who has over a million people following him on Instagram, and he follows no one. That's Chris (laughs) Cuomo, live coverage on News Nation. Do politics make us irrational? (sighs) Do politics make... No, we make us irrational. It is a choice. Okay, I am a big fan of uh, what I call free agents, people with open minds, open hearts who are willing to listen to what they disagree with, uh, who get away from party, 
who get away from team, who get away from tribe. You choose what resonates. You choose what scares you. You choose what motivates you. And for all the talk about freedom in this society, in America, we don't own enough of our own actions and we don't own enough of our own individuality, although everybody says they want to be an individual and so much of our branding plays to that in our consumerism. So politics is a dirty game. It always has been. Okay, Uh, Nero forced Seneca to commit suicide because he didn't want people to know that he had killed him. Um, But that was his way of getting rid of somebody, even though he had been a teacher of his. This is an old game. All right. What we have now to compete with and contend with, and the media has made a mistake in this regard, is that we have more outlets. We have more outlets. So there is magnification of minority voices. And the mistake the media made And I was part of this mistake, and I I hate myself for it, but I'm a self-loather, so I hate myself for a lot of (laughs) things, is that we made social media vox populi, a proxy for the voice of the people, and it isn't. It is a fringe crucible. It is magnified minorities. How do we know? Here's how we know. Harvard did this, uh, you know, redonkulous study of like a gazillion people. And among Democrats, how do you identify your leaning? Center-left, 80% center-left of Democrats. You go on social media, you can't find a center or anything. Um, then uh, John Dick, really smart guy, runs an outfit called Civic Science. Doesn't do polling, but he does measure sentimentality uh, in, in very thoughtful ways to isolate the middle, isolate And he never people. smiles. He was on your show last night. The dude will not smile. You know why? Why? Too handsome. Uh, he doesn't want to smile because then, you know, people would feel that he's too full of himself. No, he's, uh, he's a great uh, gift on the show and will certainly be part of my family. But uh, less than two out of 10 identify as strong Republican or strong Democrat. What does that tell you? The majority are the regular people who put politics in its place and don't live this crazy, toxic twosome. And we have to get to them. The real challenge for me at News Nation, why this job is going to be so hard, is it's not just about getting people who liked me at CNN to watch me. I want people who don't watch cable news because it's so frenetic and fraught and disconnected from their normal balance of reality in their lives to watch cable news. That's hard. You know, there's a reason that Good Morning America crushes any cable morning show. It's because that's where people's regular interests lie. Give me a little bit of news. Uh, Give me a little bit of deeper stuff like, you know, who's trying to do me dirty and how. Um, What's the latest stuff around the holidays that I can do to make it better for my family? What do I need to know about who's trying to kill my kids? Uh, And then, uh, you know, entertainment is huge. We don't have royalty in this country. Our celebrities are a royalty. What's going on with them? Why do they crush us? It's not because they have more reach. It's because they have more resonance, because that's where more regular people put their categories. My kids, my friends, very few of them watch me. And it's not just because they know me personally, you know, it's a waste of their time. It's that it doesn't matter as much. So I'm trying to program a a show that plays to a regular person's balance of interests. That's why we appreciate your work on News Nation. I know you've got to get back to the Election Day coverage, but I I, want to repeat something you said on the John Williams show today, and that is that... Our election today is an act of faith in the future. Yes, I think that's journalism so for me is that. That's why I do the job. I wasn't going to come back. Um, you know, 
I took a good beating and I didn't see it coming. And it made me angry, made me angry at myself, made me angry at people I thought I trusted, made me angry at what I thought I knew. And I had to deal with that. And I had to figure out what I wanted to own and what I wanted to do with it. And I had kind of decided, you know, look, I was number one at arguably the most powerful media organization in the world. What am I coming back to? Um, This is an ugly business that feeds on negativity as a proxy for insight at a rough time in our cultural development. And what am I going to do that I haven't done? And then with some more time and observation and some prodding from my family, it was get over yourself. You say you do the job to help other people. People need the help. Go somewhere where they're trying to build something different and see if you can make a difference. And And uh, so I came back into Thunderdome because I love a good beating. Well, the very first show you did, you said, this show is different because I'm different. Yeah. And that resonated with me. I am. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You know, everybody's going to take a beating. You know, I tell people, you know, I I train a lot in self-defense. I've been doing it for literally decades. And I say to people, you know, there's a difference between getting punched in the nose and knocked out. Getting punched in the nose hurts, but you're aware. Getting knocked out, you come to, you don't know what happened. That's why people who watch UFC or mixed martial arts, when they see someone get knocked out, they're always angry at the ref. They're like, what are you doing? What are you stopping? I'm good. I'm good. Because you don't even know. I got knocked out. I got knocked out in this situation uh, with my brother. It was really tough on my family. It still is. Tough on him. Tough on me. I put my family in a position I wasn't even aware I was putting them in. And that hurts. And you got to think about it. You got to think about why it happened and what that means about what you want to do differently with your own life. And that's okay. Uh, It hurts. It's not easy. But most things in life that matter are hard. And that's okay. And that's how most of us live our lives. You know, you get, you get delivered something up uh, and you have to deal with it. And you have an opportunity, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. You have the absolute opportunity of choice to decide whether what happens to you is going to be just a problem or an opportunity. No matter how bad it is, no matter how good it is, you decide what to make of it. It's easy to say, hard to do. But it changed me. And I had a year, basically. Everybody's like, oh, you're back fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it was months. I've never not had a job since I was 14. I couldn't even leave my house because I had paparazzi, like this army of vermin outside my house. And my wife wouldn't let me go because she thought I was going to, like, knock people's heads together and get arrested. So I had to, like, hide for months. And that was really hard. And that's okay. But we got through it. And it gave me a different sense of purpose about why I do what I do and a very different appetite for ambition. I really don't care about how people perceive me personally in what I'm... I've gotten all the accolades. I've gotten the attacks. I've gotten the accolades. I've won all the Lucite. I've won all the awards. I've won almost every award that television journalism gives out. So what? If I can make a difference for people and help them now in a hard time by doing something different, in a game that I understand expertly well, then I'm going to do it. And whatever comes of it, comes of it. I don't, I don't have the ambition anymore because there's really no other box for me to check. Well, that's why we'll be watching tonight and in the future. I'm so happy that you're a part of this family, and I hope someday you'll jump back on my show. I will come on your show on a regular basis if you want me because I believe very much in engagement. And we must, must tell the audience right now, eight out of ten 
people who say that when they're on are lying. <laughs> um, I am not um, because I believe in the engagement. And that's why I'm doing the job. So I'm happy to do it. If you want me, you give me a buzz. You got me. You got it. Chris Cuomo, live election coverage right now on News Nation. That is Comcast 223, DirecTV 307, Dish 239. Thank you so much for joining us. The pleasure is mine. Hopefully tomorrow and the next day you're telling people, okay, our elections worked. Now let's figure out what that means for the rest of us. That will be the good news. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. 720 WGN News Nation has had election day coverage live since five. It will carry on all night. Your hosts are Chris Cuomo and Leland Vittert and a whole host of people who will be joining them throughout the night. But I really feel blessed because Chris Cuomo has jumped on the Lisa Dent show for a few minutes. And can I just say, Chris, in the heart of the pandemic, my household consisted of a 92 year old, an 18 year old and me in my 50s. And you got us through Even that moment where your teeth were chattering to the point they were almost going to crack when you were in the basement doing COVID coverage, we were there in front of the TV, and I just wanted to start out by saying thank you. That is a very kind and generous assessment. I wish I could say I remember the period as well as you do, Um, but (laughs) I I don't. One of the gifts of long COVID. Um, But, you know, I think there is a lesson in it, which is that uh, people relate on a very human level, and... What worked about the coverage was, one, for me personally, it was very self-serving in that it gave me a reason to not focus on how sick I was, which was just shocking to me. 17 days of fever. It just didn't make sense. I didn't understand what was going on and nobody else could help me. I would talk to Tony Fauci every day, um, talk to Sanjay Gupta every day. And, you know, they just they didn't know anything. That's scary. But. It gave me something to do. It would take me all day to be able to do TV, and I would sweat through two, three shirts during the show. But people reached out to me from all over the country and eventually all over the world because it was just a common concern. People were afraid that they were going to wind up like me, and I was pretty relatable to them. You know, I didn't have any specific infirmities or vulnerabilities that would have made me more likely to get sick. So it was like the shoot. I could be this guy. And I was happy to do that. I was happy to show people how to get through it. And I hear about it more than anything I have ever done in my 25 years. Um, People, real people, not the industry. The industry didn't like it. And I get that. Some of that is jealousy. Some of that is... um, about you know objectivity and and not having gonzo journalism or anything that's uh self-serving or a single purpose um but regular people who i believe are the focus for news nation you know news nation refers to people in america as opposed Mm -hmm. to the outlet itself right but they appreciated it because they were like hey we were worried about just like you you know we were worried about that Thanks for taking us through it. You made it easier. You made it less scary. And it was really helpful to me also because it made me feel like there was a purpose to all the suck, you know, which was just uh, really depressing. And now I have long COVID, which we like know nothing about, never talk about, and don't really research. We cover it on the show on a regular basis. But I have to tell you, I have thousands of people who communicate with me about these funky symptoms that they have that no one can help them with. So... It ain't over yet. Nope, it sure isn't. On to election day coverage. I heard a voter say, I don't care if Herschel Walker performed the abortion himself, I'm voting for him. Are we at a point where the flaws of the candidate do not mean as much as whether they have a big R or a big D next to their name? 
you know the answer. The answer is yes. The binary toxic twosome have ta- has taken us to this place. Look, I am very open. I think we need more parties. I think you need congressional term limits. I think you need to get parties out of the primary game. I think you need ranked choice voting. I think you need a campaign at the state level, uh, not just for ranked choice voting, but to have electors apportioned in presidential races. I think we need systemic changes. And you're not going to get them on the constitutional or federal level. You're not going to get any cooperation because the game works for them. But when you only have two choices, you know, at the end of the day, it has to be zero sum. If it's your show versus my show, for me to win, you must lose. And that means that the more I can tear you down, the more the proposition, even if it becomes the pejorative of who is worse, I still win. And that's where we are. Herschel Walker is flawed, flawed, flawed. But he ain't no Raphael Warnock. That guy's a socialist. You know, it's who is worse. That is the proposition in that election. And that's Chris, sad. Chris Cuomo is on the Lisa Den Show. And Lauren Lapka's in the studio. Lauren, I know you wanted to get a question in. Yeah, I have a few, actually. So you mentioned 25 years as a journalist. You've seen a lot of elections. You've covered a lot of elections. I know I personally feel like I'm walking on edge, eggshells in this election. Do you kind of feel that? Do you feel like there's something very different about this midterm? Um, no, but I understand your feeling. <laughs> it's very I, different from my early years. I have uh, been in Thunderdome for a long time and there is no uh, exposure to negativity that is not familiar to me and it is fairly unique to our culture you know having the blessing of having traveled all over this world Uh, we are a violent and aggressive people our president said the other night there's no place for violence in our politics there's every place for violence in our politics because it's an extension of who we are what do we value as you know what's who's a man's man uh you know big the rock Mm -hmm. is a man's man we watch violent sports we like violent things we like aggression so the idea that that's not going to bleed into our politics is silly it's a fundamental proposition for us our problem is is that our system caters to these things and you have to be careful because our former president did many things very effectively and one of them was he made lauren the story Mm. if you criticize me it's not that you were right about how i was wrong or my shortcoming that lauren she hates me (laughs) she hates me that lauren you got to be careful about that lauren boy she's fake Mm -hmm. she's coming at me with the fake stuff and that was very clever because we are not used to having to take shots for what we ask about, we don't. That's the the origin of some say. Yeah, journalism one one. You are not the story. That's right. But by making you the story, it absolutely can influence how you cover things, mm-hmm. because you you become worried. You're a human being. They start talking to you, your your kids, mm-hmm. you know, your partner, your family. They start coming and be like, "What's up with her, man? Why does she hate the president?" Tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris Cuomo is on the Lisa Dent Show, of course, live on News Nation since five. Complete election coverage with Leland Vittert. When you get out of your car, you'll find it on Comcast at 223, DirecTV 307, Dish 239. Chris, I know Chris Starwalt is going to be joining you as well. And yesterday he was on my show and he predicted that the Republicans will take 15 to 20 seats in the House. Is there a danger in predicting outcomes before people actually get to the polls? Obviously, yes. But that's the game. That's what people expect. That's what you get asked. Look, 
uh, in newsrooms, you know, we all have these little composites of four or five, six different screens that you're watching at the same time. It's all about maybes. It's all about maybes. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. Why? Because you're trying to create expectations. That's part of the uh, circus atmosphere of our politics. And now people will say, oh, yeah, I hate that. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's what they want. And if that's not what they wanted, we wouldn't be doing it. And, and people need to do, to do a little bit more work on themselves when it comes to uh, why things are problematic around them. I know politicians won't tell you this. I know people in the media won't usually tell you this. You get the media that you ask for. If it were clear that every time Lisa and Lauren talk about uh, tax policy, their numbers fly up, guess what Chris Cuomo is going to start talking about? (laughs) Tax policy. And if it weren't that what we engage in resonates, we, we wouldn't do it. So it's not as simple as to blame the media. The media is an echo chamber as much as it is anything else. Steyerwalt is smart. I look forward to working with him. Uh, I like doing election coverage. I am not a big horse race guy. Uh, I don't love the game of it, but I see it very clearly. I believe that the combination of all the campaigns I witnessed uh, personally in my family life and professionally now as such an old guy in the business is it makes me like Neo in the Matrix. I just see the code. I understand why everybody is saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing. I don't know the outcomes, but I know the dynamics. And that's what I want to point out to people tonight is to kind of expose why things are happening the way they're happening. Well, you've seen it. You've seen it since you were a kid. You've been on the inside of it watching your dad get elected. Lauren, you got another question for Chris Cuomo? Yeah, I was kind of curious. Bring the smoke. (laughs) I want all the smoke. What are your thoughts on the legal battles? I think I saw already 120 lawsuits already connected to this election. Do you think anything will come of that or is it just kind of smoke and mirrors? Uh, No, no. It's a little bit of a tweener and it's a nice mechanism. But there's a plus minus on it like everything else. We don't have lawsuits currently. We have impending, right? Mm-hmm. They have to, you have to wait for the underlying uh, situation that gives you ripeness, mootness, and standing uh, for a federal suit. And there'll be state suits as well. Here's the good part. The law has standards, okay, that don't exist in our politics. You can say whatever you want to say in politics, and most of your team will go with you on it even though there's absolutely no basis to the suggestion. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work in the law the same way. But on the other side, when a lawsuit is filed, it scares people because it seems substantive, even if it is in fact not. But I'm okay with people using the process and playing the game by the rules allowed. Uh, As long as it gets through the system quickly. Unfortunately, timing matters Uh, there will be a suggestion that you and I have to defeat, which is, hey, just because this is taking time doesn't mean there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Close races require a different level of attention, right? A lot of these states uh, have runoff considerations that trigger different processes. So we have to be smart about that. It's part of our job, part of our job. Don't let that play to what Rudy Giuliani recklessly said the other night, which is if we don't get accounted in eight hours, we got a problem. I don't know why he said that. Uh, Now that's Chris Cuomo being naive. I know exactly why he said it (laughs) because uh, you know, there's a reason the Greeks gave us the word demagogue, somebody who plays to fear and prejudice and anger and no positive opposite to that. Human beings work off self-protection and self-interest. We work off what scares us. And that's okay, but it can be abused. He is the man who has over a million people following him on Instagram, and he follows no one.
That's Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Live coverage on News Nation. Do politics make us irrational? <sighs> Do politics make no we make us irrational. It is a choice. Okay, I am a big fan of uh, what I call free agents, people with open minds, open hearts who are willing to listen to what they disagree with, uh, who get away from party, who get away from team, who get away from tribe. You choose what resonates. You choose what scares you. You choose what motivates you. And for all the talk about freedom in this society, in America, we don't own enough of our own actions And we don't own enough of our own individuality, although everybody says they want to be an individual and so much of our branding plays to that in our consumerism. So politics is a dirty game. It always has been. Okay, Uh, Nero forced Seneca to commit suicide because he didn't want people to know that he had killed him. Um, But that was his way of getting rid of somebody, even though he had been a teacher of his. This is an old game. All right. What we have now to compete with and contend with, and the media has made a mistake in this regard, is that we have more outlets. We have more outlets. So there is magnification of minority voices. And the mistake the media made, and I was part of this mistake, and I I hate myself for it, but I'm a self-loather, so I hate myself for a lot of (laughs) things, is that we made social media vox populi, a proxy for the voice of the people, and it isn't. It is a fringe crucible. It is magnified minorities. How do we know? Here's how we know. Harvard did this, uh, you know, redonkulous study of like a gazillion people. And among Democrats, how do you identify your leaning? Center left, 80% center left of Democrats. You go on social media, you can't find a center or anything. Um, then uh, John Dick, really smart guy, runs an outfit called Civic Science, doesn't do polling, but he does measure sentimentality uh, in, in very thoughtful ways to isolate the middle, isolate And he never people. smiles. He was on your show last night. The dude will not smile. You know why? Why? Too handsome. Uh, he doesn't want to smile because then, you know, people would feel that he's too full of himself. No, he's, uh, he's a great uh, gift on the show and will certainly be part of my family. But uh, less than two out of ten identify as strong Republican or strong Democrat. What does that tell you? The majority are the regular people who put politics in its place and don't live this crazy, toxic twosome. And we have to get to them. The real challenge for me at News Nation, why this job is going to be so hard, is it's not just about getting people who liked me at CNN to watch me. I want people who don't watch cable news because it's so frenetic and fraught and disconnected from their normal balance of reality in their lives to watch cable news. That's hard. You know, there's a reason that Good Morning America crushes any cable morning show. It's because that's where people's regular interests lie. Give me a little bit of news. Uh, give me a little bit of deeper stuff like, you know, who's trying to do me dirty and how. Um, what's the latest stuff around the holidays that I can do to make it better for my family? What do I need to know about who's trying to kill my kids? Uh, and then, uh, you know, entertainment is huge. We don't have royalty in this country. Our celebrities are a royalty. What's going on with them? Why do they crush us? It's not because they have more reach. It's because they have more resonance because that's where more regular people put their categories. My kids... My friends, very few of them watch me. And it's not just because they know me personally, know it's a waste of their time. It's that it doesn't matter as much. So I'm trying to program a a show that plays to a regular person's balance of interests.
That's why we appreciate your work on News Nation. I know you've got to get back to the Election Day coverage, but I, I, I want to repeat something you said on the John Williams show today, and that is that our election today is an act of faith in the future. Yes, I think that's journalism so for me is that. That's why I do the job. I wasn't going to come back. Um, you know, I took a good beating, and I didn't see it coming. And it made me angry. It made me angry at myself. Made me angry at people I thought I trusted. Made me angry at what I thought I knew. And I had to deal with that. And I had to figure out what I wanted to own and what I wanted to do with it. And I had kind of decided, you know, look, I was number one at arguably the most powerful media organization in the world. What am I coming back to? Um, this is an ugly business that feeds on negativity as a proxy for insight at a rough time in our cultural development. And what am I going to do that I haven't done? And then with some more time and observation and some prodding from my family, it was get over yourself. You say you do the job to help other people. People need the help. Go somewhere where they're trying to build something different and see if you can make a difference. And And uh, so I came back into Thunderdome because I love a good beating. Well, the very first show you did, you said, this show is different because I'm different. Yeah. And that resonated with me. I am. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You know, everybody's going to take a beating. You know, I tell people, you know, I I train a lot in self-defense. I've been doing it for literally decades. And I say to people, you know, there's a difference between getting punched in the nose and knocked out. Getting punched in the nose hurts, but you're aware. Getting knocked out, you come to, you don't know what happened. That's why people who watch UFC or mixed martial arts, when they see someone get knocked out, they're always angry at the ref. They're like, what are you doing? What are you stopping? I'm good. I'm good. Because you don't even know. I got knocked out. I got knocked out in this situation uh, with my brother. It was really tough on my family. It still is. Tough on him. Tough on me. I put my family in a position I wasn't even aware I was putting them in. And that hurts. And you got to think about it. You got to think about why it happened and what that means about what you want to do differently with your own life. And that's okay. Uh, It hurts. It's not easy. But most things in life that matter are hard. And that's okay. And that's how most of us live our lives. You know, you get, you get delivered something up uh, and you have to deal with it. And you have an opportunity, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time. You have the absolute opportunity of choice to decide whether what happens to you is going to be just a problem or an opportunity. No matter how bad it is, no matter how good it is, you decide what to make of it. It's easy to say, hard to do. But it changed me. And I had a year, basically. Everybody's like, oh, you're back fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it was months. I've never not had a job since I was 14. I couldn't even leave my house because I had paparazzi, like this army of vermin outside my house. And my wife wouldn't let me go because she thought I was going to like knock people's heads together and get arrested. So I had to like hide for months. And that was really hard. And that's okay. But we got through it. And it gave me a different sense of purpose about why I do what I do and a very different appetite for ambition. I really don't care about how people perceive me personally in what I'm... I've gotten all the accolades. I've gotten the attacks. I've gotten the accolades. I've won all the Lucite. I've won all the awards. I've won almost every award that television journalism gives out. So what? If I can make a difference for people and help them now in a hard time by doing something different, in a game that I understand expertly well, then I'm going to do it. And whatever comes of it, comes of it. I don't 
I don't have the ambition anymore because there's really no other box for me to check. Well, that's why we'll be watching tonight and in the future. I'm so happy that you're a part of this family, and I hope someday you'll jump back on my show. I will come on your show on a regular basis if you want me, because I believe very much in engagement. And we must must tell the audience right now, eight out of ten people who say that when they're on are lying. (laughs) Um, I am not, um, because I believe in the engagement. And that's why I'm doing the job. So I'm happy to do it. If you want me, you give me a buzz. You got me. You got it. Chris Cuomo, live election coverage right now on News Nation. That is Comcast 223, DirecTV 307, Dish 239. Thank you so much for joining us. The pleasure is mine. Hopefully tomorrow and the next day you're telling people, okay, our elections worked. Now let's figure out what that means for the rest of us. That will be the good news. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.